0: Welcome to Interchange. I'm your host, Zach Anderson-Pettit. Interchange was founded inside of Bond, the embedded finance company. This podcast is a place for conversation, questioning, and open learning about the future of embedded finance. We have something special for you today. At Bond, we do a monthly speaker series where we bring in leaders in the space to speak to the entire Bond team. Today, our very special guest is Dan Rose. Dan has an incredible background from Facebook to Amazon and today at KOTU Ventures. The first voice you'll hear is Bond CEO, Roy Ng, walking the team through Dan's CV before he became a VC. The specific story that we wanted to share with you is one of the most formative of Dan's career and also incredibly relatable to anyone working inside a fast-growing organization today. Hint, it involves Cheryl Sandberg, a 360 review, and some raw feedback. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this special interchange.
1: Today, I'm super excited to introduce Dan Rose. Uh, Dan is chairman of Kotu Ventures and Kotu Growth. As you know, Kotu led our Series A back in 2020. Uh, Prior to Kotu, Dan spent 20 years as an operator in leadership roles, both at Amazon and Facebook. Uh, Dan was at Amazon between 1999 and 2006, uh, where he managed retail divisions and helped incubate the Kindle. As VP of Facebook uh, from 2006 and 2019, Dan helped grow the company from 130 employees, believe it or not, to over 35,000, and was responsible for early monetization strategy for the business, uh, business development, M&A, and community operations. Uh, as the senior interface to all of Facebook's strategic partners for 13 years. Dan led a global team managing multiple ecosystems, including mobile and commerce. Uh, Dan has personally made more than hundred angel investments, including Gusto, TripActions, Open Door, Flexport, Airtable, and Figma. Uh, in 2013, he joined the board of REDF, Rediff, a nonprofit that helps people with barriers to employment to find jobs. Uh, Dan attended the University of Michigan Business School and graduated from college. Dan is an avid surfer and golfer and has a passion for working with visionary entrepreneurs to invent the future. Dan, thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited. Thanks, Roy. It's great to be here. (laughs) You know, I reached out to you actually reading after reading your tweet, and um, I think you had a tweet around the most difficult and pivotal moments in your career, and it was stemming from the feedback you got from your manager back then at Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg. Um, I would love for you to maybe highlight some of that review and, you know, maybe share with us, what was it like working with a Cheryl and how Cheryl has shaped you as a leader, as an operating leader today?
2: The experience I had with Cheryl, you know, it, it came sort of in the middle of my career um, at a time when, uh, you know, I was on the cusp of either in going in one of two directions, I was either going to be a really exceptional you know, individual contributor slash middle manager who was able to get a lot done and was very productive. Um, or I was going to go on the path of becoming a senior leader, um, and someone who, you know, was, was more than just, um, uh, my value was more than just my own ability to, to deliver, but also my ability to inspire and lead other people. And, um, you know, Facebook was still a startup when Cheryl joined. I got there, like you said, when we had 100 plus employees. Cheryl joined a few years later, two, two years later when we had 400 employees, but it's still a startup at 400 employees. And as you can imagine, having been started by Mark in college and a lot of the early employees and even early executives were, were people his age, um, there wasn't a lot of structure and there wasn't a lot of um, uh, HR Uh, and, and Mark explicitly hired Cheryl because he recognized that that was a gap and that he needed somebody who had experience with that. Uh, she had run a large team at Google. And before that she had worked at treasury department and, um, and the world bank. So she really understood scaling organizations. And that was the main thing that Mark at that time felt was kind of our highest priority. And, um, and one of the first things she did when she arrived was she, Sat down with all the people on the on the leadership team. I was a direct report running business development. She sat down with me and the other folks who were reporting to her, and then she sat down with the other folks who ran the other teams that were reporting to Mark, um, and just kind of you know got the lay of the land, just listened a lot, and really tried to understand what was going on. And she came back to me after a couple of months of doing that, and she said, you know, I've had a really good experience with you so far. I, I think that we have some real needs at the company that are not being met today. I could go hire people to do that. But frankly, I think you're very capable in that um, I want to promote you into that, into into a bigger job and have you take on more responsibility. And, And really the thing she was asking me to do, which was the thing I wanted to do from the day I joined Facebook was lead our monetization strategy. It was kind of my dream job when I actually interviewed at the company two years earlier, even though I was interviewing for business development, I spent the entire interview with Mark talking about monetization. And, um, and all the different ways that Facebook could make money. And, um, and, and so this was my dream job. So I was really excited about it. And she said, you know, before I do that, I just want to make sure that the other folks that work here are seeing the same thing that I'm seeing, that they all agree uh, uh, with me on your potential. And so I'm going to give you a 360 performance review. And, you know, as you can imagine, Facebook at this point had been around for four years, but they're definitively never been a 360 performance review. In fact, there had never been any performance review uh, at Facebook <laughs> up to that point. I'm not even sure Mark knew what a performance review was. And, um, and at seven years at Amazon, prior to that, uh, we had sort of a semblance of a review process, but frankly, it just wasn't taken very seriously. And it wasn't until a few years later when um, Jeff Wilkie really rose up the ranks and became one of the senior leaders there. That I think that company got serious about performance reviews. But um, I had never really had a true 360 review like this. And so Cheryl went out and she talked to all the folks that worked for me and all the folks that worked with me and collected feedback and you know put it together in like a true performance review in an anonymized format in writing. And she sat down with me and she said, um, you know, she called me into her office after a week and she sat down and she said. We have a problem, and um, you know that was not what I was expecting to hear. You know, I was like, "Man, I'm awesome at my job. People are going to tell her that, and I'm going to get this promotion, and, and my career is finally going to be off to the races the way I've been waiting for for ten years." Um, but what the feedback said was that, you know, everyone agreed with her impression of me as being an exceptional uh, performer with respect to negotiations, business development, strategy. Uh, my contributions on all that stuff were, were you know, off the charts, but uh, nobody trusted me. And people felt that I was political and they thought I was out, you know, I would put my own career ahead of uh, the, the best interests of the company or the team. And that was like, you know, really shocking to hear because that was not the perception I had of myself. I thought, man, I'm a good guy. I care about people. You know, I, I, I'm a team player. Um, I've always been the kind of person, and many of you might be able to relate to this, who was like the teacher's pet and the one that everybody liked, I was the class president. And I just perceived myself as this guy that everybody really, you know, kind of wanted to hang around with. But the reality is, is that for a lot of different reasons over the course of my life, um, you know, and my career up to that point, I learned a bunch of bad habits that were leading to people Feeling like I was not someone that they could trust. This is sort of the simplest way to put it. And um, and Cheryl kind of looked at me and said, "Listen, you know, I can't have someone in a senior leadership position in this company um, with this kind of feedback. So, uh, and, and in fact, this is such devastating feedback that if you can't address this, not only can I not promote you into this role, but I can't have you uh, at Facebook. Um, we're building this company for the long term uh, with a culture." Uh, Based on all the things that you know, this feedback represents, and and if you can't fix it, you just can't be here. And, and it literally felt like somebody had punched me in the stomach. I mean, they, you know, I, I couldn't breathe. I went home to my wife and, and shared this with her, and I was just devastated by it. And I really, you know, slept on it and thought about it for a, a couple of days, and and kind of pondered uh, what I was going to do. And the thing she said to me at the end of the review that was probably the most important thing is she said, "I said, well, what do I do?" And she said, "I don't know, but think about the people." That you've come across in your career, who you really admire, and what is it about them that you admire? Like, what are the leadership traits there that you look up to, and are there things you can learn from them that you can, you know, potentially incorporate and and change in the way that you're behaving? And the thing I I noticed about when I did that pattern matching is that the people I I thought of all uh, were were people who came across as very human, very real. Um, they were vulnerable. They were willing to sort of not just demonstrate their excellence, but also admit to their, to their weaknesses. And so I kind of decided that the thing I needed to do was go talk to all the people who had given her this feedback. I knew who they were. It was anonymized feedback, but it was pretty unanimous. And I went and talked to the people on my team and the people I worked with. I sat down with each of them one-on-one and I said, hey, I want to hand you this review I got and have you read it. And the reason I'm asking you to do that is I need help. I am not seeing the behavior that people are seeing in me. I don't see it. If I did, I wouldn't be doing it. I don't think it's consistent with my core values, but if I'm not seeing it, it's going to be really hard for me to change it. So I really like your help by telling me when you see me do these things real time on the spot so I can start to pattern match and change my behavior. And those conversations, as you can imagine, were incredibly awkward. They were not fun for me or for the other person. Um, but they were really, really important. And I kept with it and I stayed with it. And I kept asking people to, you know, I went back to people week after week and said, Hey, is there anything you can think of, you know, that might be able to help me with this? And, and it was really hard to do and people didn't like it. But at the end of the day, I got a lot of really great feedback that way. And I started to see those things and I started to make the change. And what ultimately allowed me to kind of dig out of that hole was both the fact that I really paid attention and tried to Identify the behaviors that people were seeing and change them, but also the fact that I was willing in the first place to go share this with people. Like that act in and of itself broke through a lot of the distrust. And you know, in the beginning, people said, "Well, this is a great sign and maybe a great first step," but we're not sure if Dan's doing this just to save his career or if he's really, you know, authentic and and wanting to change the way he's behaving. But when I kept going back over and over again, month, week after week, month after month. Um, people started to really trust that it was real. And eventually that sort of drifted away. And not only did I assume that new responsibility with the promotion, but I started to actually become a leader. And that to me is kind of the crucible moment where I went from being a, you know, a great star individual contributor and sort of an average manager into a real leader.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Interchange with Dan Rose. Interchange was founded inside a bond to benefit the developers, product owners, and executives at brands working inside the next generation of financial services. We hope that you're learning, enjoying, and maybe even laughing along. We love this world and we're passionate about every piece of it. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about, who you'd like to hear from, and what's getting you out of bed in the morning in this wild world of fintech in which we live. If you'd like to learn more about Bond, please reach out. You can get a hold of me at Zach at bond.tech. Let's start a conversation. Check out the show notes and the bond blog for a deeper dive. If you're still listening and just can't get enough. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and a rating in your favorite podcast app until our next interchange.